episode of Sports to Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. We're on season four. Andy, we're on episode number 21. Tonight's a sports edition, and we're on yeah. April 3rd, 2023. Now, you know what that means, Andy. The winter season is winding down. Yes. Yes, I saw, you know, locally here in Minnesota, the, we had snow again over the weekend, another little quick snowstorm. Weather-wise, we still have some snow. but yeah. uh, I heard uh, the local news, they're saying uh, late May, possibly earlier June, to open the golf courses. Well, you might see I people had, jumping off bridges here pretty soon. I had a uh, discussion with the neighbor uh, this morning, Andy, and, and he said, you know, the, the farmers had complained so much about no rain last year. Yeah. All we heard about is how dry it was. Well, now it'll be uh, a month or two before anyone even gets in the fields. It's going to be so wet. But be that as it may, yep. the state yep. high school winter tournaments are done. Yep. College really is wrapping up. wrapping up this week, this coming weekend, because yep. basketball uh, wraps up tonight. The Frozen Four and hockey, which the Gophers are in, begins Thursday and Saturday, I think, right? Yep. yep. Now, yep. I do have, uh, before the trivia question, two yep. results – in the NIT. Now, not many people follow the NIT, Andy. Unless your team's in it, you don't follow it really, yeah. You really don't. And so I make a point. It, by the way, if anyone sees any posts or tweets from either of the NITs, it's it's not from Andy. It's from me. I like to push to get that stuff out there, but yeah. no one really follows it. I try to give them some love. Yeah. NIT, finals, women's, basketball. Kansas beat Columbia. Not the country of Columbia. This isn't the world basketball. Baseball classic. This Kansas is took out the country of Columbia. And North Texas over UAB in the men's NIT. Once again, a big a big shout out to the champions and the teams that got to the finals. But other than that, no one really follows the NIT. It's kind yeah. of the, the redheaded stepchild, as they call it. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, those are all done now, too. Basketball ends tonight. Uh, the women's basketball will cover that uh, later. But the main thing this week is the Frozen Four for hockey, and then that wraps up all the winter sports, and it's all going to be baseball, softball, horse racing, yep. and NASCAR. Yep, yep. All right, trivia question. Trivia, hit us. There's one player in Major League history, Andy. You know, we talk about Pete Rose with 4,000 hits and, and a handful yep. of players that have 3,000 hits. But there's one player in Major League history that has 500 or more hits with four different ball clubs. Hmm. Only one, only one player. So by the time you add that up, that's two thousand hits right there, which is good. Yeah, but this person's name is not going to be in any um any Hall of Fame talk, I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, it could be, could be. We'll get to I that at the end of the show. But let's go over to uh, Andy's. Let's go to my my page here. We get there. for the week, and, and like we said, lots coming down here. Lots going on here. Lots happening. Yeah, well, it's time of the year, I think. Fastest growing podcast in all of Western Carver County. There it is. That's us. We know these guys. Gonna start off with some Major League Baseball and some Mets stuff. I'm yes. not gonna get into the standings that we're a weekend. We're a weekend in. Yeah, fair enough. Not gonna worry about standings right now. Mets did have a game this afternoon. Uh, the home opener in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee with their roof closed still had a flyover at the stadium. <laughs> so stay classy, Milwaukee. Now, now, Andy, I, I've got a point on that. Um, I've been to that park, yep. and they plan to have basically the roof open. So I think they have to plan for the flyover, assuming the roof's open. But 
they make the decision that sometime that afternoon, if there's any amount of rain in the forecast, any even a sprinkle, they'll close that roof. So I'm guessing that's what happened. Do you know? They probably booked the flyover so far in advance. You can't really turn that away. Yeah, that's that's what I'm guessing. It's it's, it's opening ironic. day. That tailgaters out there. It's Milwaukee. It's, it's the ironic thing of all times. The yeah. flyover over the dome. Yes. Awesome. Well, they do that in football too, though, on Dome Stadium. So anyway. Here's the box score. The Mets lost 10 0 to the Brewers today. And something that really, um, to quote my father, roughs my fur the wrong way happened in this game today. Okay. There's our lineup. There's the Mets lineup today. They only got three hits. Louis Guillaume got two of them. If you look at it, he played third base, then shortstop, and then he pitched. Oh, yes. There's his line. Came up a hit. No runs, position players pit, bat, pitching. Jet. No, I no. Well, now, beginning this year, they can if certain uh, criteria are met, yeah. right? Yeah, they're down by 10, so that was in that wheelhouse. Okay. So, Cookie Carrasco didn't do very well. Hunter didn't do well. Santana came. Why Santana couldn't go another running? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Start with the bad news, get that out of the way. There we go. Okay, that's out of the way. Some Major League Baseball stuff I want to cover here. A couple days to remember the World Tour. MLB's got a little World, world Tour going on here. The Padres and the Giants end of airport will play a couple games in Mexico City. Then you have the London games in June between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Last year, I think the London series was the Yankees and Red Sox. So will try to keep the rivalries going and Kind of the bigger name teams that the countries will know, so you're not going to see the you know the Rockies and the you know Astros playing anytime soon. Maybe the Astros against one of the world champions, but the big big names everybody's going to know. And London, England had, did pre- pretty good in the World Baseball Classic, so I look for good attendance there again. This could only help the game grow. I don't know if there's any talks of uh, you know, we got the London series, but did they do one in Germany? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, interesting. Coming up. Sports and songs. A new feature now during the baseball season is the 80s baseball stat of the week. I like it. Um, It's basically covered around three different – there was a few players that really dominated the 80s in stats. Ricky Henderson, McGuire, uh, Greg Maddox, Tony Gwynn. Probably a lot of those four guys, basically. Andre Dawson. I like Gary Carter. So, yeah. Yes. Good and straw. So here's our stat of the week. Greg Maddox, quote, if a pitcher can change speeds, every hitter is helpless, limited by human vision, except for that expletive Tony Gwynn. Gwynn's stats against Maddox, 107 appearances, 415 batting average, zero strikeouts. Oh, that's, you know, that's 107 appearances? Played appearance. Now, Maddox wasn't a big strikeout pitcher, but you figure 107 appearances, you're going to get one K in there. Yeah, yeah. 415 batting average against Greg Maddox, considered arguably the greatest pitcher of the 80s, if not a arguably Mount Rushmore of starter pitching in this genre. Yeah. And Gwen just made him as expletive. <laughs> so. Oh, that is unreal. And I have a. Greg Maddox is a great guy. Tony Gwynn, rest his soul, is a great man. When he says expletive Tony Gwynn, I'm pretty sure it was all fun, tongue-in-cheek. 
you know. Yeah, it's got to be. Imagine you know, the respect like, that he has for that guy. Yeah, you get that one burn your side for whatever sport you're in. There's that one guy that always jams you, you know. And one of the things I don't have a picture of here going into tonight's game, bonus note, San Diego State University basketball team. Who's the all-time assists leader on that basketball team? Boy. Tony Gwynn. Is it for real? <laughs> yes. So, oh my there. Goodness. Bonus trivia for you. That is solid. Go for baseball. Here's the Big Ten standings. Now, this isn't everybody just went down as far as the Gophers are to show you how hard it is in the Midwest here. Gophers are 2-1 and one in the conference. They're sitting good at Big Ten play, but 7-20 and 20 overall. Um, you go, oh, they're 2-1. and one. They're right up there in the first place, but Indiana's 20 and 8. Michigan, you know, 15 and 12, 16 and 9. So these other teams have done well. Now, did they play credit teams? I didn't get that in depth on it. You all have a computer, figure it out. But I'm just saying the Gulf started out so record wise poorly. I'm not going to say they played bad. The scores are in them, but record wise poorly. That might hurt them later on when it comes tournament time. But then again, They've played the big teams already. They've got a taste of it. So we'll see how that goes. Gophers are always tough in the Big Ten. It's that overall record that destroys one tiebreaker. So let's keep oh, an eye on that man. as the year goes on. Gophers are always fun to watch. They do have, I think, two games against North Dakota State this year. So if you catch them as they oh, come okay, down. Okay, okay. Keep an eye on the schedule for that one. And also University of Minnesota Ballroom Dance Team. I got this off the Channel 5 website, kstp.com. You can follow it. That's the ballroom dance team. Got their fifth straight national championship. Now, I've got a question, Andy. Yes. Do you know how many D1 programs even have a program? Okay, now when I looked this up, I did not see it on the um, roster. Oh, Actually, is this a club? Maybe it's this a, is club. a club. So that's okay. why it's a national championship, not, you know. Okay. NCAA, it's not NCAA sponsored, so it's the national championship. See in the top, it's U of M Ballroom Dance Club. I don't care what club you are. I don't care if you win the neighborhood ring toss championship five yes. years ago. That's hard to do. So Correct. congratulations to these athletes. Winning the national championship, uh, that, that's that's a special uh, deal. Uh, I, I did not know that, especially if they rung together all these in a row. Yeah. And as as you know, the interns at your house and my my offspring, anyone who tells me a dancer is not an athlete is going to get a fat lip. Yes, that's correct. So that's I'll correct. just stop that one. You know. So congratulations to these athletes. I don't care if you're a club or a team or what you are. Five straight national championships. Okay. And also, the Gophers, University of Minnesota um, cheerleader dance squad has won national titles in years in the past too, so – Dancing in general, Dr. U, is the thing to be right now. So. Okay. So World Wrestling Entertainment News. Um, it's going to kind of take up most of the rest of my show here talking wrestling. Um, WrestleMania was this weekend. I'm just going to kind of skim over the results real good, real quick here. Um, they did their Hall of Fame. They did it two nights at Sophie Stadium. Did 160000 over two nights. Jeez. Um. Did everything from really good matches to Snoop Dogg in a match. So just had a little of everything. Um, the reason I bring it up is 
wrestling for WWE this week was a big week for them. It was our WrestleMania weekend. And usually their first show, which I caught the first half hour before I got here ready, the first Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is a big deal. And this year it was a big deal as they announced they were sold to Endeavor. Okay. Endeavor is a company who also owns UFC. So Endeavor is going to own both WWE and UFC. It was $9 billion. Now, everybody at WWE, they still, all still have jobs. Vince McMahon is still going to have his say. He's on a board of directors. Triple H is still running the thing. That was his big announcement. We're still, whatever the chant is beginning, then, now, forever, or whatever. So nothing's going to change except their paycheck is now signed by Endeavor instead of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, basically is what's going to happen. Okay. Um, nothing's going to change. They got TV deals, pay-per-views. That might change because they, their contracts, but nothing else there. Together, and this is from an Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. Together, we will be the $21-plus plus billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse, the collective fan base of more than a billion people, and an exciting, growing opportunity. Wow. So UFC has got is burning money that are making it so fast. Same with WWE. Now they're together. Um, I Does this mean you will see – Okay, WrestleMania was a two-night event. Are you going to see a UFC fight and WrestleMania wrestling stuff in the same event? Don't know. Co-mingling, yeah. A lot of UFC guys have wanted to go to WWE. Some WWE guys, or pro wrestlers will say, have gone to the Ultimate Fighting. Um, Jack Swagger from AEW has done Ultimate Fighting. Um, if you remember back in the day, Ken Shamrock, um, Dan the Beast Severin came over to WWE afterwards. So... This might help a lot of these guys with the transition, too. They can still do both if they want. A lot of these guys are probably buddies and trained together anyway. So this is only going to make it better, I think, for both sports. Interesting. Here is their board of directors. You see Vincent McMahon will still be the uh, executive chair board. Uh, Dana White's the UFC president. He's on this board. Nick Khan is also the president of WWE. Now, again, you don't see Hunter's name on here. He's still running the creative. He's still running the shows we'll see. These guys are running the dollars and payroll and all that other happy stuff. The Bushwhackers, remember them from back in the day when we were kids? Well, sad news today. Bushwhacker Butch passed away today at 78 years old. Bob Miller okay. from New Zealand. Uh, at, he flew into town for the Hall of Fame over the weekend. Right before the thing started, I saw he had to leave and was rushed to the hospital. He ended up passing away today at the age of 78. 78. Um, if you follow their career, I kind of he, if he's got a bone, he's broken it. Um, they, they were in some rough matches. So 78 years old, the lifestyle back then did just catch up with them. Not sure. I'm, from what I, I'm not – not going to say good, bad, or different than the other guy. Natural cause is kind of what they're going with because if you flew into town and got sick the last minute, something happened. So, um, but just uh, he was gone to the hospital. They started a GoFundMe for him right away, and also now he's passed. So I'm sure that okay. GoFundMe is still out there. For Bob Miller, I'm sure if you look at WWE's website or just look up Bushwhacker Butch, you're going to see all the information there if you care to help out with that cause. Okay. And one more thing on my soapbox. Yes. Sticking with wrestling. Okay. They had a WrestleCon this weekend down there. Um, 
these are these events where you can sign up, get autographs, this, that, and the other thing. And, and here's it's kind of a long story longer on the soapbox before I get into it. I don't care what business you're in. If you're selling hot dogs to a street cart or if you're the CEO at 3M, if I'm the CEO there and my dad does something stupid, that should not affect my job. Okay. I was selling, I'm selling hot dogs at the street corner. My dad's a town drunk. Why are you not buying a hot dog from me? What does that have to do with anything? Okay. So in that frame of mind, Rick Steiner, whose son, Braun Brokerman, is, uh, was the NXT champion for WWE. And Rick Steiner, Hall of Famer, him and his brother, Scott Steiner, the Steiner brothers, great wrestlers from the, back in the day. Uh, Rick is now, I believe, a, a realtor or teacher or some politician. He's, he's moved on in life, but he's come back recently because of his kid in there. Anyway, uh, Giselle Shaw, the other person you see in the picture here, for those of you watching on the YouTube, Starts walking by and Rick Steiner for some reason starts yelling at her. You're a man. You shouldn't be doing this. Just stuff like that because Giselle is a transgender. Ten sure. years ago, was a man has made the transformation. If that's the politically correct word. I'm not being mean when I say that, but has become a woman and is wrestling now at Impact Wrestling and very successfully. Well, funny, Rick says all this and the next night his son loses the title. Was it because of this? Like I said on a post up on Facebook. Did he lose because of this? Possibly. Should he have? No. Y your dad did something stupid and made an ass of himself. That's not the kid's fault. And if they say they did plan on losing the belt anyway, is this going to ruin his career moving up? Who knows? Um, hats off to this Giselle Shaw because as it happened, she just kept her head down and kept walking. She did not engage him. She did not encourage him. She did not say, well, you're a this and that, and she just went on her own business. That When she got to her table, she asked someone else, who was saying that? Because she didn't even bother to look up to see where it was coming from. Okay. So hats off to her for not picking a fight and moving on. Um, pro wrestling is one of those things we've talked about here about other sports, about Men becoming women to wrestle or to play in women's sports. Swimming, yeah, Lyra yeah. Thomas. Uh, that's yeah. we brought that up before. Yeah. But this is the here, you know the parents going after the person, yeah. Um, yeah. making comments yeah. directed toward them in yeah. person. Yeah. Now, and, now, now, be that as it may, whether he did that uh, or not, uh, it should not have any impact on the uh, the kid's career. Themselves. And, and this was pro wrestling. There's a lot of intergender matches that have been happening a lot, become popular in indie scene. So in this case, a man becoming a woman that wrestles a woman, it's pro wrestling, folks. Yes, I get caught up when I tell you the storylines of who's going to beat up who and, oh, he really did him bad. It's pro wrestling, folks. Well, it's probably very good for the, so, the storylines for the pro yeah. wrestling. Is, is very, yeah. they, can, they can have a lot of, uh, you know, Run with, with that. Wait, they can run with that. That's huge. Yeah. But you know, um, so hats off to Giselle Shaw. I'm just gonna say for keeping her cool, not making an issue of it. Which, again, not getting into the lifestyle part, just going into the the, being response. the better person. It all part. comes down to the response. Yep, yep, and that's what I got, sir. That that's kind of my soapbox. There, just meaning 
if if dad or son or family members have something stupid that should not affect the rest of the family. Yeah. In, and, in case like this, the son should be penalized in his career because his old man said something stupid at a Comic Con or a wrestling con. Correct. So. Makes sense. Um, I see your point. It's uh, I agree. And, and with that said, kind of like okay, try not to open up a whole big can of worms going on a tangent. OJ Simpson. Guilty or not, what he did should not have him kicked out of the football hall of fame. That had nothing well, to do with it's it's like the Pete Rose uh, yep. story. OJ Simpson was a tremendous runner. Yeah. Yeah, they, they ruined his sports crooks what he did 40 years Pete later. Rose, um the best. Yep. Yep. Simply the best. Yep. And so all this stuff gets overshadowed. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, you know. The, the Black Sox. The Black Sox scandal. I mean, Shoeless Joe couldn't read or write to save his life. He just put an X down for his name because he wanted to be one of the boys, and he's not involved. And, and then he got busted for 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 uh, what was it called? Uh, throwing throwing the World Series, yeah, but never convicted. They were off on that. His average was. <laughs> Didn't yeah, he lead the team in hitting? 375 hit the only home run or something like that and everything else. And, and they got him for you know throwing it to, to purposely lose the World yeah. Series. Well, just look at the stats. He he didn't. Can you imagine he tried? Holy cow. Or at least he wasn't successful if he was trying to. Uh, but yeah, Shulis yeah. Joe, tremendous uh, athlete on the diamond. Now a lot of those guys on that team were, but yeah. Oh, yes. Now we got some final notes. Now the trivia. Let's do the yeah, trivia well, now. Trivia before we forget, because we don't want to forget. Because this is a very interesting. In fact, uh, I did not know this fact before the trivia topic uh, came up. So the question once again is: There is one player in Major League Baseball history that has played for four different teams and recorded over 500 hits with four different teams. I think he actually played for more than four teams. Maybe right? more, but four teams, he yeah. collected more than 500 hits on four different teams. That's over 2,000 hits right there on four teams. We know people have done 4,000 uh, 4, hits, 3,000 hits. 500 on four different teams? Only one person has done it? What's your guess? Well, I, I know this one because I gave you the question. Okay, so you know. And like I said, I even looking back at it, one of the teams that was listed on there, I totally forgot he played there. Not long enough to get 500 hits. So anyone out there, if you can guess this, I'm guessing I can't believe anyone would even know this. So the answer is Rusty Staub. Rusty Staub played with the Orioles, the Mets, the Tigers, and the Expos. That's where long, enough, long enough to collect 500 hits with each of those teams. Now, just to put in perspective, I know back in the days when Kirby Puckett was racking up hits, Tony Gwynn, you know, 200 a season is, is tough to do. Right. So 100 is, is ballpark for a guy like Rusty Stubb, which means you still need to play five seasons or, or so, putting up 100 hits a year to get to that 500 yep. number. Now, doing that with four different teams, now it gets into the whole stamina, uh, longevity uh, as a veteran playing that many years of that many teams. I got yeah. Rusty's career stats here for you. Okay. 2,716 hits in his career. Okay. He played from uh, 63 to 85. He played with Houston, Washington, which would have been the Senators at the time. Senators. Uh, the Mets, the Tigers, back with Washington again. Uh, Detroit, Texas, and the Mets again. 
So, yeah. so once again, 22 seasons, 2,700 career hits. Um, that's a solid, a solid player. And a lot of times the solid players are not being moved around or traded that often. And, and he moved around and was successful at all levels. He was in Detroit for three years. 173, 175, and 176 hits. Just so barely over 503 years. Yeah. That's no, that's no easy task. No. Putting up numbers like that, even back and then. he then. had 58. He went back at 79. He split the year in 58 more. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Unreal. So, that's Rusty Staub. Uh, now, so do you think – now, he's not in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, that's a double check, and I thought Will he, he ever was. get in? Um, go, ahead, go ahead and look that up. I'm going to talk a little XFL. Yep. XFL fans out there, we know there's some, not a lot, not many, but it's a it's a 10 game season. It's a 10 week season. 10 weeks in the spring, and the season's done. They do a playoffs, and it's over. They've completed seven of those weeks. All we have left is weeks eight, nine, and ten. We're down to the final three weeks, Andy, and it's going to be USFL time. It's going to cut yep. over. It's going to roll right into it. Now, as far as baseball, I've got some. Stats for former Twins, former Twins fans. I know there's some fans out there. Yeah. The season just started, but the home run leaders right now, the leader, I should say, or leaders, C.J. Crone, a former Twin. Has I love him when you were here. Three homers. Now, Mitch Garver. He's in Colorado, though. Rangers, Mitch Garver, former catcher extraordinaire in the Twins farm system, already has two homers. And current Twin, Joey Gallo hit his third today. So see, the old C.J. Crone just stays coming up year after year for all-star yep. uh, numbers, hits, uh, slugging percentage, home run. He's up in the finals every year, and that's a guy uh, who flies under the radar. I noticed watching the first series this year, too, Louis Arise with the Marlins did very well against the Mets, so he's still. Well, I looked I looked that up, Andy, against that Mets pitching, one of the top the pitching that there is in, in the entire Major League Baseball. He hit 563 in three games. Yep. And had the great at second base with the glove. So he's another guy to watch, Luis Arise. Uh, but any any news on the uh, Hall of Fame there for Rusty Stop? Okay, here it is. Here's what Rusty got. Never received more than the 7.9% and was dropped off the ballot after receiving 3.8% in 77 or 97. But he was inducted into the Mets Hall of Fame in 1986. So won the World Series that year. So that would make sense. Not up there enough to to garner yeah. the votes year after year after year. Finally, you you, you drop off, and that's the the purpose. That's the yeah. spirit of why they do that. And I don't think he'll ever make the Veterans Committee either. But like the Mets put him in, I would be surprised with that. Nationals do because of the Expos career. Legrand Orange, they used to call him up in Montreal. Big guy. Everybody loves Rusty. Number ten. Now. We talked about the Frozen Four for hockey. The one last thing we haven't mentioned so far yeah. on the show is NHL. NHL season's winding down. The Minnesota Wild are in the hunt. They're in their uh, in their division, and there's only I think six games remaining on the schedule. Yeah, and so that'll be fun to watch. Now a lot of teams make the postseason. They've got a little different format this year, but those series are best of five, best of three, best of seven. It goes on forever. Yeah. I'm a fan that they should wrap that up a little sooner. The season's long enough. Uh, they shouldn't be playing well into June. But be that as it may, uh, for the Wild fans out there, this should be a fun postseason. The Wild are in, the Kraken are in for sure. So The Kraken, they're leading on the Wild card, I think, uh, yep. for the Wild card. But those 
Playoffs are fun. You yourself said the NHL postseason is one of the best things to watch. That, and it's right after March Madness, too. So it's just the adrenaline rush to watch. I think hockey is just, I like watching hockey. And here's, we don't talk a lot of hockey on here. Fast paced. I love watching hockey. I couldn't name you three players on the Minnesota Wild. I just love watching it. I love watching the gopher hockey. I love watching USA hockey, high school hockey. I couldn't tell you a player to save my life. I just love watching it. And maybe that's why because I don't have a invest a, a horse vested interest. Yeah. That could be. That could be. It is fun. It's fast paced. It does go on for many uh many series and many rounds, along with the NBA. Um, those things go on uh much long longer. But for those not really into baseball and now you get spring football, that, that's something that you keep keep yourself occupied with. But USFL starting in a couple weeks. That's all I've got for the show, Andy. Anything else? Well, we'll speak of the NHL playoffs, just a topic to put out for discussion, discussion board on social media if you want to put up there. Maybe we'll have a couple people on, have a roundtable, and then talk about it. Baseball in the regular season plays a series. Therefore, in the playoffs, it's a series. Basketball and hockey, you play individual games, but you have a series in the playoffs. Should they be one and done or not? College well, basketball is one and done. Why – do you, do you know how fun the NHL postseason would be if it was a 16-team, 18 bracket tournament, one game? I'd watch it. I'm not even an NHL fan. Yep. Well, and but, I, We're doing a special episode tomorrow on the NCAA men's and women's tournament. Yes. All I'm going to say is after watching last night's L- or yesterday afternoon's LSU-Iowa game, I would love to see those two teams in a five-game series. Oh. The way that game went. I'd love to see that in a five-game series. Because first of all, yeah. right now, it's going five games. You know. Now, now the the spirit of the of the multi-game series really is is baseball with pitchers. You right. have a dominant pitcher come in, and then you can't you can't have a one game and done. So yeah. you have to go a best of three, best of five. Yep. Goalies in hockey are not like that. You can have a. There's no reason to have a series in NHL at at all. Although unless you had a home and away in a three-game series or something. I mean, the year the, the year the North Stars made it, the year the Wild almost made the Stanley Cup, a hot goalie makes or breaks you right there. Yep. But, but that's the that coming It's not like the same argument as as baseball. But yeah, football and, and hockey and basketball, all that should be single elimination, I think. And that'd be great. But the almighty dollar comes into play, Andy. Because look how great the NCAA tournament is, and that's one and done. Granted, the NBA was one and done. NHL was one and done, or God forbid the NFL went to a three-game series for the for the Super Bowl, made a three-game series instead. There was more money there, so there's the flip side. You yeah, know. it's it's a lot. It's 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 a lot of the business side. Uh, it's it's the entertainment side, but yeah, Mark summer. Well, if you, if you think you got to say, let us know in the comments below. That'd be uh, a good topic. If we got decent comments, decent person might even have you on the show for a roundtable on it. Well, would there be NASCAR, a best of three? Well, kind of because their tournament is that their playoffs is a ten race tournament. That's the play. That okay. That's their playoffs. Sorry. Uh, would the Daytona Five Hundred be a, a best of three? Th- you know. Oh, okay. You say do it three weeks in a row and do it three weeks in a row. I don't think that would be no fun. The playoff system makes it. Because it's kind of a step after three races, they drop off four guys. I like that. Drop off four guys. So you're kind of doing a best of three and three races and dropping four guys off. So they kind of are doing a series in a way. Yeah. Um, 
I, I couldn't see like a Kentucky Derby, you know, three weekends to determine the true winner. But they have the triple crown. So kind yes. of that that's what makes it uh, fun for those. That's kind of what it is. It's a you know, do you want to win the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness? Yeah, that's great. You win those. But you want to win the triple crown. That's winning all three. It's true. It's true. All right, we'll be back in a week. Uh, enjoy everything, everybody. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.